Hello, today is June 5th. My name is Larissa, and you're listening to Product Management Daily. This episode of the Product Management Daily is brought to you by Crema, a 100% U.S.-based product agency offering product strategy, design, development to startups and enterprises looking to scale their technology and innovation. Learn more at crema.us. So the first thing that I'd like to talk about today is something that I found again on Product Hunt, and it's in addition to something on icons8.com. I'm pretty sure Icons8 has been around for a while, but this is something new that they just came out with um, that's called Fugue, Fugue, Fugue. Fugue. Not really sure how to pronounce it, but it's spelled F-U-G-U-E. This was on Product Hunt, so I'm assuming it's newer, but it might not be. Um, They have a library of several, several tracks of music, and this is something that's becoming really popular, especially in kind of what I do. I like to put out videos. I have a YouTube channel, and so this was something that really caught my eye, and I wasn't really expecting a whole lot, honestly, because I've seen a ton of free music marketplaces um, with free tracks, and they just weren't super impressive. Even YouTube's own Um, music selection isn't that great and they just updated it but I was really actually pleasantly surprised when I saw the music selection Um, not only do they have tons of themes and genres and moods but the music actually sounds like music that you would want in a video it sounds professional it sounds good and there's at least a thousand tracks here they have really cool themes from um, action fashion film food games things you wouldn't really think of um, which i think is really cool that's to me that's what sets them apart from other music um, websites that have libraries of music and they have genres, moods, so that's something that's really cool. And from a product perspective, um, I mean, Icons A already has a lot of really cool products out there. If you navigate, if you happen to be on the link that's in the description of this podcast for Icons 8 for this um, music site, you can go down to the bottom and you see that they have several other products as well. They have um, Moose, Lunacy, Sketch the Ripper uh, music, which is what we're on, and they also have sounds. So they have um, 20 free emoji sounds. They have a thousand free UI sound effects. They have stock photos, which is something that I'm definitely going to be exploring that is done by one team so they're all a consistent style which is really cool because usually when you go to a stock photo site they're all just random photos that people can submit so the fact that they're done by one team and so they're all consistent and all look really good is really cool because if you're trying to use multiple pictures in like an article or a video from this site they're all going to look similar so it's going to look almost like you took those pictures yourselves Um, and then Uh, They also have Lunacy, which is Sketch for Windows. So I thought that that was pretty cool because I wasn't aware that, um, you know, I don't use Sketch, so I wasn't aware that Sketch was not available for Windows. So I think that that's pretty awesome that they have that available for people. Um, And yeah, overall, like, it's just really cool, um, really awesome site for people who need music, sound effects, um, icons, all for free. The only condition is that you um, paste the link to Icons 8 somewhere in your content. So you don't have to copy and paste a different um, a different words, any different words for every specific track like you do if you're getting music from other places. You have to usually, um, like let's say SoundCloud, you would usually have to copy and paste a specific 
phrase underneath your videos for every different song. So this makes it really easy because you literally just have to post the link to icons8.com somewhere in your content, which is perfect for people like me who continuously forget things all the time. So I just think that's really awesome. If you have used this um, music library before, or if you've used anything by Icons 8 and you really, really like it, or if you just have any different opinions on it, let us know on Twitter at Kremalab. And yeah, just check it out, guys. It seems really, really cool. So this next topic is something that I'm sure you might already know about. This is the new Gmail update. I first saw this on um, The Verge, and that's pretty much where I'm getting my information from right now. I had no idea that this was a thing, um, just because I had no idea. I just hadn't seen it before. Um, but apparently, they are about to update their Gmail. So you might already have, if you have G Suite, you might already have this update. Um, but I think it's really cool. So I actually was able to um, activate this update. And I mean, some of the features aren't ruled out yet, but from what I could see, it was definitely very different, more simple, more clean looking. And I guess I, I did say simple, but I think it depends on who you are and what you like when you're looking at your inbox. So let's just go over some of the pros and cons really quickly. Um, first, we'll talk about the product productivity. So on the right side um, of your inbox, there's a icon for a calendar, tasks, and keep, and you can drag an email over to the tasks and even change the date if you want to. So I think that that's really cool. And there's also a plus icon for the G Suite marketplace where you can add apps to your taskbar. So you can add things like Asana, which is what we use here. You can add a bunch of other apps to the taskbar as well. I wasn't able to do that yet because the that feature is just not hasn't been rolled out for somebody with my permissions on Gmail, but I think that that's going to be really useful in the future, and I'm pretty excited to see how that works out, especially for me when I'm doing all my tasks. I think it would be nice. Um, I also like how um, you can view the calendar in your Gmail account. So like before, right now, I'd have to go in and click on my Gmail, and then I'd have to open up a separate um, tab for my calendar, and I really like that I can just see just for today, I can just see like what I have coming up. Um, so I think that that's really nice. So some of the cons are that you can't change the width of the right sidebar. So once you have the right sidebar up, um, if you want more room to see your inbox, you just have to turn it, turn it down or turn it off. Um, the attachments appear inline on the default view of your inbox, which can make it noisy and clustered. However, you can click on the attachments without actually opening up the that specific email. So that's pretty nice. Also, whenever you first get in to this new update, you can change the default view um, for the default, which is where the attachments are shown on the outside of the email. Um, you can do comfortable, which is where the attachments are back inside the email. And it looks very similar to the uh, Gmail before this update, the one that you're probably using right now, or you can do compact and all the lines are a lot smaller, which I actually kind of like. I like to see as much as I can on one page, but that's just my personal preference. So now moving on to um, security, Google is including a bigger redder box to flag emails that are potentially dangerous for your privacy. So it's going to be a whole lot harder to overlook something like that. And then also um, you can revoke read privileges to people. So basically like unsending an email, you can sell, set a self um, detonating email. I didn't really know how else to word that, but basically your email will expire, I guess, after a set amount of time. And then there's also two factor authentication for individual emails. And you can also set it to prevent downloading, printing, et cetera, et cetera. So 
like I said before, these all these features aren't rolled out right now, but they will be. And um, The Verge actually predicted that in about four months, uh, Gmail as we know it today will will stop. They're going to be switching over to the updated version of Gmail. So have you tried this new version of Gmail? And what do you think about it? Definitely be sure to let us know on Twitter at Kremelab. And then, of course, I have to talk about um, Siri. So I watched the Worldwide Developer Conference the other day, and while I'm not a developer and a lot of the stuff I just couldn't follow, something that did stick out to me was Siri shortcuts. And as an Android user, I can say, first of all, that when I did have an iPhone, one of the things that I really didn't like was just how difficult it seemed to be to use Siri. And so I often found myself using Google anyway on my iPhone. Now that I have an Android, I still use Google Assistant. I'm not one of the people who are specifically like, I have to have an Android, I have to have an iPhone. So seeing this feature was actually really cool. And it kind of made me excited to possibly switch over to iPhone iPhone again in the future. Um, so basically, the thing that I'm talking about is Siri shortcuts, and it's where you can record phrases that trigger Siri to perform an action instead of having to navigate a bunch with your voice. So before you'd have to say like, Siri, open this and do this and that, and you'd have to basically talk to Siri more than you wanted to. And what I figured was when I was using it was I could you know, I know my phone enough that I can really probably navigate in there and do it myself and save a whole lot of time rather than talking to Siri. But now, um, instead of having to navigate a bunch with your voice, you can um, you can set like custom commands, basically. So the presenter in the conference used examples like travel plans and Siri referred back to her hotel arrangements. So she specifically went in and recorded herself saying travel plans. And that's when Siri referred her back to her hotel arrangements later on when she repeated that to her. So um, my favorite thing is the ability to create a series of multi-step routines that Siri performs when you use a custom voice command. Um, so basically you could go into this gallery where there's tons of presets for shortcuts like this. And um, for instance, if you're going home, you would say going home and then Siri would automatically open up the GPS, tell you how far you have to go home. You could have her send an estimated time of arrival to somebody. You can have her adjust your thermostat at home if you're connected um, and just stuff like that, which I thought was actually really cool because instead of having to go into each of those things individually, you can just say one phrase and it would all happen automatically, which I think is really awesome. So I think that that makes people more likely to use Siri. Because like I said before, when you know your phone like the back of your hand, it doesn't take much to be able to quickly go in to where you want to be. Um, so I think that this could definitely bring relevance back to Siri and make up for the fact that its voice recognition isn't as good as Google Assistant or Amazon's Alexa, at least not yet. So what do you think about Siri shortcuts? Are you going to be using Siri more often? Let us know at on Twitter at Kremelab. And before I go ahead and end this podcast, I'd just let, like to let you guys know that you can see our faces on YouTube because now we are coming out with a new weekly segment, Mugs Up Monday, where we talk about things that stand out to us as a product agency, such as tips and tricks and so much more. So we'd love to do Q&A sessions is something we'd love to do. So comment on any of our videos or catch us on Twitter at Kremalab. For more insights on product management, visit us on the web at crema.us. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic day.